let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> oh my goodness. Good morning. How you doing? I sound good in the morning. You on Clyde Yorkshire. Good morning. Have I got a story to tell? You know, I'm beginning to realize people like my podcast. So we're going to do some marketing and some promotion. They like my voice. Men, everyone. And let me tell you something. Let me be clear before someone asks me. This is not going to be about gay. But I like gay people. You know what I love about gay people? Gay people tell you the goddamn truth. And they don't care if you don't like it at all. Gay people ain't got no shame, honey. A gay person... You remember when we was back in the day when we was young... People used to be uh, embarrassed to have the paper food stamps on a card or embarrassed to go ask for a bag, a doggy bag. Gay person go, look, excuse me, ma'am. Can I get a bag, honey? Uh, and we should have, I'm just saying, more gay people in our society who deals with issues that are not fair to others, like gerrymandering court and everything else. We'll get to that later. Guys, how the hell are you doing, honey? How you doing, baby? Guys, this is the station for white women's. We don't do racism over here. We'll kick your ass if you're racist, pal. Really, we're not doing that over here. We love each other. Why don't you find somebody today that's so different than you and give them a hug? I love doing that to white men, especially rich people. Hey, how's it going? Hey, pal, give me, you know what? Give me a hug, man. Oh, a hug. Yeah, sure. You throw them off. You know, stop treating people who you don't know as they're hideous. They're going to melt. It's in your mind. Their skin may scare you because they're really bright white. Or they're dark as the goddamn shit bottom of the ocean. It's okay. They probably are fluffy and... I miss my white grandmother. I realized that we, as I was telling my friend Jessica, hi Jess, honey, you're gonna be fine, honey. We just finished talking, me and Jessica, she's a great white girl. That's my white girl, it's my homie. Life throws us different issues. And you are a sweet, sweet, sweet soul. And we're gonna talk more about our podcast, okay? I really do appreciate you and I thank you you were my coffee this morning. Guys, there's a lot of mess happening. Brother Polite has got his seven years. He's a professional lecturer who turned a uh, scammer. And this system will do it to you. Guys, sometimes, and especially our niggas, we are, we are so broke for so long. And when we get some money, when we get into the industry, child, we start acting crazy. We get around some coochie boy. Lord, we get crazy. We, we start going nuts. And honey, don't give us no jury because that's even worse. So we have to learn how to, um, we, we, have, we have to learn how to control ourselves. This world is just like alcohol, baby. It'll keep on feeding it to you, keep on giving it to you. It's like a weed, baby. You keep puffing on it and say, I feel good. Child. Stop right there. Stop, stop. Well, let me get one more pull, one more sip, one more drag, and that's when it happens. Guys, I want to just tell you this. We are on this planet to love somebody. If you're a white woman and you're educated, honey, you got your career, you got your, but you just, I mean, and see, women, y'all settle for a man. Y'all don't, because you don't need it like that. So you will find any old man, and it'll take you 15 years to realize that's not the nigga you want in your bed. 
White girls, y'all want thugs too. Well, maybe not exactly thugs, but get who you want, baby. You've done it all. First of all, we live in a lie in America. And I and I put that out there before. You heard the video we talked. The last video I did when it talks about the life we live. Being in America with our house, our dogs, our cats, and our luxury. And we don't see the real world that's all around us. And that's how a lot of white women are. You know that you're not happy. You know that you're not comfortable. You know it's not what you want. You know it's not what you need. Okay, some of you, believe it or not, you will do better with a man that makes way less than you, a man that has time for you, a man that's alive, a man that appreciates you. And I, I said this to myself, some of y'all are with guys who feel that they can get you. Say, look, look, they can get the next one. They just go to the SMU campus, honey. Let her go get another one. Another one. When are you going to get somebody, honey? I'm talking to my white women right now. Because y'all numbers are going down in terms of relationship as well. When are you going to get somebody that really wants you? Somebody that you really want? Somebody who adores you? See, some of you have relationships because that's the way it goes. Right? So... His mother's rich. His father's rich. He live in Highland Park or like Highlands or Frisco or whatever. So do I. He went to this school. I went to that school. His family's wealthy. Mine's is too. And y'all hate each other. You don't get along. And this is what a lot of you are going through. You're not looking for something organic. And that's why I respect a lot of white men. White men don't do what you do, white girls. They'll go... And they'll marry their co-worker. They'll marry somebody who's a maid. They'll go to Central America and find them a nice Latin wife and give them all the peace that they want. Or the Middle East. They'll find their happiness. They'll go and they'll figure it out. Even if she's poor, they don't care. Because money comes and goes. But what's inside, you can't buy. So some of you guys are with somebody and they never told you you were gorgeous. Oh my God, every time they get a chance, they want to rub your feet, your back, just smell your underwear. They just, 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 God, they're like flies. They're all over you. That's what you want, but that's not what you get. So you go out and you get the guy who's kind of cute. He's kind of popular. He's in a frat, right? Isn't that the way it goes? His mom and dad lives here. And then guess what? You divorce. You break up after some years because it doesn't always work that way. And I figured that out in life. And you can't make people understand that. In life, you have to go for what is unique to your circumstance. And I told people about this. I said, guess what? Some of us are not compatible. You better off going to the hood, honey, or to Africa, Haiti, the Royal Caribbean, or Europe. We live on a whole big planet. You got to go find your love sometimes. Your love is not going to be on your, your block, in your neighborhood, in your district, in your county. And you can make something like that happen, but that's not the way it goes.
I never claimed to be Dr. Phil. And I'm not sure Dr. Phil is the best. But I'll tell you this. I know for sure that many of us are not happy. Many of us are living plastic and wooden lives, lifestyles. I didn't get to understand what I wanted out of life because I was so busy trying to let someone else live my life. I was trying to find myself, be African, get an African daishiki, be more black, be more accepted, be more fun, be more this, be more that. That's all I've been trying to do. And I haven't given myself the opportunity to be who I am. So sometimes we disconnect. Stranger Things, believe it or not, helped me a lot. Sometimes we have to break out of the shell that we're in. And we need something to bring us out. Or back to reality. Whew. I'll be the first to tell you that I'm no expert. And that I myself gaze up at the stars and I wonder if you know what it means. But I can tell you this. My life was created before I was. The things that I was supposed to feel The things that I was supposed to realize have come to me. I don't see a white woman. I see vibrational frequencies. I see a complex system in the human body. I see a complex organism and an amazing creature created by God. Not to be classified in a crayon box. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire. Please make sure you check out my latest book on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. I don't want you to be fooled. And yes, I am fascinated over the life that I live. And I, I realize that I'm blessed. I was born in the United States of America, sometimes as a nigga. You need to sit your funky ass down for a moment and think about that. That God allowed Joe Tail to be born in the greatest goddamned country ever to exist. And you take a nigga like me. On top of that being born in the United States of the good old US of A, I'm born in good old New York, child. The greatest city on the planet. Yet, I think I'm a victim 
I think I don't have enough. There's too much white privilege going on. Honey, when people talk like that, I look at them and I say, man, this niggas, these niggas are crazy. They must don't know how many states we have in the union, how many towns and county. Listen, see, some of y'all have not climbed to Mount Everest. Some of you have not reached the peak of your life and you're afraid. You are loser and that's okay. Me? I'm, I am Jack Johnson. I'm going to conquer America. I'm going to conquer my fears. I'm going to conquer racism. I'm going to conquer hate and division. I'm going to be like you. Succumbing to it. I'm going to give a white man a hug and a kiss. Come on over here. Slap him, squeeze his ass. Come here, buddy. I fucking love you, pal. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm serious. Look at me. You can't beat me, buddy. I will never let you make me feel uncomfortable with racism, hate, or bigotry. Tell somebody you love them. We need some damn church around here nowadays. There's too much work going on. Get up, go to work. Go to bed. Get up, go to work. Go to bed. Get up, go to school. Go to bed. And that life, some of you, that's why you start drinking. Every weekend, I see you in the universities, everything. You start drinking. And you're stressed out and you need something else. Because you know what? America has always painted over the truth, honey. It has nothing to do with slavery, nothing to do with black people, who we really are, our real connection to Egypt. It has nothing to do with that. I'm talking about in general. All we do is paint over our problems with prescription medicine and with alcohol and with whatever else we can find, honey. And no one is taking the time to talk to somebody. Ask for help. Get therapy. Black people need more therapy than anybody under the sun because we have internal problems. And that's what they don't like. That's why when I meet white people, they never see nothing like me. I remember one time I made this one white guy. He felt so low. <laughs> oh, God. I, white women are so beautiful to me. Sometimes I be talking about stuff you know, electronics or whatever. And, and and I just want to stop and just say how beautiful the white woman is. I know if I had one child, I'd be bringing her flowers every day, especially if I get the one I want. Child, look here. Oh, get my Richard gear on, baby. Listen, baby, let me smell them feet. Let me kiss them. Look, them. Underarms? Oh, God, let me, I, I want to smell every inch on your body, baby. I'll paint your toenails for you, honey. I'll give you a massage, honey. Oh. Just love on you every single day. You Once you go black, you ain't going back, girl. I'm telling you, because I got that good chocolate loving. Mm -hmm. And that's all you really want out of life anyway, isn't it? To be felt, to be loved. But anyway, this one white guy, he's shuffling around his little education and all this here stuff, honey. And I asked him, he told me he, 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 he studied law. I asked him, I said, because I studied maritime law. Anyway, I wound up educating this boy in front of his girlfriend. And he started to rethink that little education he think he got. You better go back and get some more, baby, because you don't know nothing about life. 
Okay, you don't know damn thing about no damn moon landing. You know nothing about maritime admiralty law. Okay, you know nothing about our interests over the world. What the hell is going on in that ionosphere, atmosphere, and everything else? You, they just send you to school. You're white. I have privilege. I'm your dad. I got a lot of money, and the world is ours. And African Americans are fucked up, and the world is too. Okay, so you have privilege. You feel bad, and you give to charity. That's what they believe the real reality is. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. In fact, you're on a timer. And that's why all of this shit is happening because of the shift in our universe. They don't tell white children these stories. Who African Americans really are. What the sun really is. Because that's just not some damn luminary in the sky. As much as they talk about they watching us and the government listening to this, that, and the third, the sun and the moon listening to your ass, and they know that them satellites, those wheels in the sky, are clocking you just as much as you're clocking us. That's why I told you I operate off of vibrational frequencies, baby. Ain't nothing you got, including your white skin, that can make me feel less, not your money, not your houses. Not your credit score, baby. I know who I am. I know the wealth of my skin, my blood, my DNA, my genes. I know my worth. I don't have to build an artificial world to experience that. There are way too many people in this life who are living in the matrix. And I want to give you an idea. This is why I love white people, because they have a higher concentration, believe it or not, of melanin. A lot of people are not telling you this, and we're beginning to understand why they look the way they look nowadays, and we thought, but let's just listen, just listen. Melanin is somewhat of an energy source, a vibrational source. Many don't, of us don't understand water is technology. Trees are technology. Wind is technology. And this is where we begin to educate people who think that they're too smart. And they go to some of the best schools and their parents are rich. And your parents don't know shit. Your parents is just like everybody else in this journey of life trying to figure shit out. And they can lose everything overnight by any natural disaster or any life event. Okay? Wake up. Now. Guys, you on Cloud Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. We love our sisters over here. I'm so sorry. If you're a white woman, you know what time it is. You know I love you. You know it. Sorry. We're vibing over here. We got good energy over here. Okay? There's nothing but love. We're in America. I'm going to get the best out of America. And let's finish. Everything is made as a program and sent in or down to our planet. Every apple is a number. 0001, that's a red apple. 002, that's a green apple. 003, on for melon, uh, uh, honey melon. 00123, next one. 001244, the oranges, the dogs, the cats, everything is labeled and it's a number including us as humans. 
including every tree, every leaf, and every animal. So whenever the universe needs to order up more, what are you ordering? 3062. Those are, that's an ant, a Pacific type of ant. They can just click and then more, here, here come more down to the planet. I'm telling you this because you live in a world that you don't understand, okay? You live in a world that is painted to you and lied to us all so we can stay in a matrix-like capsule. And then many of us, the moment we travel outside of our borders, outside of our towns and counties, the moment we rub shoulders with people in our different schools, we wonder, we, we realize just like, I don't want to even say primates, no, no, just like damn fools. You know, people talk about, I tell you, we don't come from monkeys, but we are sure turning into them. How could any human today walk the earth and be afraid of a white person? How could you walk this earth thinking that white people are after you? How could you walk this earth thinking that you need to fight with them? You need to argue, this black guy is after me. This black guy don't like me. We need to take over. We need to race. Sir, sir, sit your ass down and let us educate you, damn fool. You out there going to get yourself killed, dummy. There's something bigger that is going on in this world than the majority of us know about. I'm not talking about Superman and Batman, okay? I'm being real. We have to learn to come together, guys. Racism, that's why it doesn't exist on this channel. We don't do racism over here, honey. We don't, we're not playing that game. We are going to get rid of it once and for all. And we're not going to travel down our parents' journey. And keep living out their crazy dreams. Living out their crazy cycles. The, even our parents don't realize that they're here for a spell. Momentarily. And they were brought here. They were sent here for a specific reason. And after that reason is up, they will no longer be in this format. You will go on to your next format. There has been so much misinformation through religion, through science, through social studies that, I mean, people don't even know that they're not even drinking water or what water is, what's inside of water, horticulture, dirt, soil, what the hell that is, the atmosphere. We are just simply born and lied to. The moment you come out of the womb, you're getting a whole package of lies. Starting with what your social security card is, your birth certificate, maritime and admiralty law, how the hospital, the government, the doctors see you. You're just a stupid corporation. And many of us are too busy fighting with each other like a damn fool, too busy hollering at each other like a damn fool, and you don't realize we need each other. Right now, in this country, people are beginning to see the light. How many of you guys remember the 80s, the 70s, the hippie era? People began to realize that they were taking themselves too serious. 
the Irish. I love the Irish. Do y'all love Irish? Dude, St. Patty's Day. I'm from New York, so when we do it, we do it big. I love me some Irish, child. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Listen, if you want to get you a good white girl, yeah, you better get you an Irish. I mean, they all good, but child, uh, Russians are nice too, by the way. So, mm, but the Irish, damn. Can I tell you guys a story? This is an Emerald story. Okay, you know how we do with our stories. I'm giving you a moment. Click off. Don't keep listening. Click off. Come on, I'm gonna give you time. Give you a little time. Go ahead. I'm telling you, this is a story. Are you thinking about it? Oh man, should I click off? Should I, should I, or do I want to hear the story? I'm going to give you a few more seconds. Click off. morning so we got to go back a little bit early 2000s this time I'm working for a company called liquid ice I was working for iced tea blue cans we had a garage in Queens and you go there in the morning and I was driving a PT Cruiser, by the way. Shout out to my cans. And the idea was you would go to the regular grocery stores and nightclubs and you would try to get them to carry your energy drink. Cases of it. Mainly to make drinks out of the, the uh, energy drink. At the time, it was pretty big. Uh, so we would go and we would find different things and different... Um, bars and lounges and we would go and demonstrate to them hey take my liquid my drink liquid ice it's kind of like red bull but better you know iced teas behind it and you mix it with some gin or this and that and you show them and they would feature the drinks we'll bring little refrigerators and you know with the the, the beverage and it was promotion it was good if you knew what you knew and you knew how to do what you do we were able to sell cases of this stuff. People would buy it, especially in Harlem. So, it was one afternoon, I was doing okay. Guys, I'm on my way to Starbucks, by the way. We're gonna go get a cold brew. There was a drink that I was drinking, and I forget the name of it, 
oh my god, it was like pineapple crisp or whatever. That was good with the cold brew, the flavoring or whatever. So I'm going to see if I can figure that out. It was like pineapple, cheesecake, crisp. I don't know what's going on with that. But we're going to figure that out. So we're going to stop at Starbucks right now. And we're going to give us, get us some damn coffee. Hmm? Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. I love you. There's, we don't do racism here. Uh, I miss my grandma. I had a nice white grandma. She wasn't my biological grandma. I remember she would call me into the room in her wheelchair. She was a Reagan lady. Very classy, very, 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 oh my God, what a beautiful woman. She would say, Billy, this is the whitest grandmother you've ever seen. What are you gonna do with your life, Billy? And she actually turned me to a Republican and conservative. And I was in love with that white coochie at the time. You can say I had my jungle feet with Spark, you know? Love them. I love them white, a lot of white girls at the time, young and pretty, you know. Got, they got the asses that I don't know. Maybe it's just my my fantasies. I don't know. They are so damn sexy, so gorgeous, and I just like their personalities. And my grandmother, she sat me down one day. She said, "Billy," she said, "I see the way the girls look at you. They like you. You're handsome, Billy." She said, but Billy, when are you going to use your skills? When are you going to use your talent, Billy? And we sit there and we would do word puzzles, play little computer games with her, and obviously, respect, respectfully, we were waiting for her to die. And this was in my old previous relationship. My, At the time, we will say mother-in-law, we're not together now, my ex, my mother-in-law was German, and her father was from, you know, Scandinavian, and we lived together in Little Elm, Frisco, I was living with a whole white family, okay, tell you my dirty little secrets, okay, and I remember looking at her, and looking at her skin, she was white, like, white, and I remember looking at at how wrinkled certain parts of her was, sometimes a little discoloring. You know, when you get older, black, white, doesn't matter. Your skin is not always the same way because of the way you sleep or maybe on certain angles of the sun get you and not others, whatever. And for some reason, I remember saying to myself, all of those little young girls that are so pretty right now, so shapely, got nice thong underwears and nice cute Vicky bras and whatnot, you know, great nail polish and pretty blue eyes that are like the ocean. They're gonna end up like my grandmother one day. We all are gonna end up like her. And what would we have done with the time that we had? And then my grandmother told me of this story. When she was in high school, there was a little boy who she liked so much, but because of the times, the racial issues, she never got to tell him. And she said to this day, it haunts her. 
he was the nicest little boy. You know, many of your grandparents and parents have stories like that that they never shared with you for one reason or the other. And once I went away thinking about my grandmother, I don't know, something she moved in me. And I wanted to be liked finally for me. Don't like me out of charity. Don't like me out of looks. Or even because of what I can do. Like me for me. And have a realistic expectation. That we're going to get old. We're imperfect. We fart. We shit. Excuse my language. We all take medications. We all get headaches and swelling. Our breath stinks in the morning. Who the hell do we think we are to judge somebody? Well, let's get back to my story. So one day, I'm making my deliveries in and out, in and out. And it's around St. Patty's Day. So I come out. And, uh, you know, I was very responsible at this time since I was like 19. I, you know, I had thousands and thousands of dollars even after I left the drug game. I even got a settlement and everything, honey. And I was over with my grandma. My other grandma, my grandma Zella. Black lady. I always stay with my grandmas. Anyway, so I was preparing that night to go to this St. Patty's Day situation in Flushing, Queens, and then one in Manhattan and probably one in Brooklyn. Now, just so you know, my bloodline and my family roots are rooted in Ireland, okay? I have a lot of the Irish in me. So, I'm coming out the store, getting a little bit of alcohol and stuff in my car and hide it until I get a break to take a sip meet up with my buddies and this girl comes out the store, she's an Irish girl greenest eyes you ever seen and she says, hey can you do, can you, can you do me a favor? I said uh, sure, what, what, what is it? and um, she explains she didn't have an ID or whatever and um I said, yeah, sure, fine. So I go in there. I get any alcohol. And she's like, I'm supposed to be meeting up with someone. It's taking a little bit longer. Um, and I've been waiting for quite a bit. Uh, do, do you think you just give me a ride to the station? Like, like two blocks up, three blocks. I'm like, sure. So she's like, what did you get to drink? And I told her. And um, she's the prettiest white girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She had them nice European features. And uh, we were young. I don't know. I was maybe in my early 20s. She was, too. Maybe 18, 19. I don't know. But them, you know how them jeans, them jeans hit different on a white girl sometimes. And she had that Irish in her, too. Turns out her family, a lot of her family just came down from Ireland. And she was there, like, a couple of months back. And, you know, she was just kind of getting acclimated again to Brooklyn 
of course, this is the place that I'm always up and down, driving, moving around. So I knew Brooklyn very, very, very well. Like a gypsy cab would know Brooklyn. So we could peer at alcohols and we was like, hey, you got to taste this, hey, you got to taste that. So we was like, yo, why don't we just get together? She was like, if I could trust you, let's have a drink. And I was like, yeah. So I take her to my grandmother's house. Not knowing any better, I pull up with this white girl. Everyone's looking at me like, oh, shit. But they all got a smile. You know how niggas is. Come on in here, white girl. They just say, come on, girl. You ate already. And they take her in the kitchen. I said, no, 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 no. Come with me. We're just getting something to drink. And we're going to go, shut up. Come on in here, grandma, girl. They gave us something to eat. Sat down, grandma. Everybody talking to Uncle RJ. And, and I'm saying, oh, my God. Uncle Scotty. Oh, Lord. Oh. They are going to embarrass that. We're talking about 30 people in the house right now. We have a big old mansion. And seriously, I swear to God, at Grandma's house in Brooklyn. Flatbush, Brooklyn. Honey, she's sitting in there. They feeding her fat back. They feeding her, uh, I think she had, they had some chitlins on the stove, some rice, some, some, some pork links, some pancakes from earlier today. And my grandmother's kitchen, I swear to God, is bigger than some people's bedrooms. There's two doors in and out of the kitchen, swing doors. And there's a television in there. There's, I mean, there's so much. You can put a bed in there. I'm not kidding. So I come in there, and I'm just sitting there like, you know, all right, um, you know. And part of me was like, just leave things the way they are. Let her vibe a little bit with the family. They're making it seem like, like she's my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to screw this up. Because I got my own agenda. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm thinking. But I know... Deep inside, I want to kiss her. I want to smell her here. I want to touch her. I want to look at her eyeball. I want to examine her. Just like any animal, you know, find this interesting object. Guys, I had a good time at LA Fitness last night. I hadn't been in days, and I put on more weight than I imagined. Normally, I'm, I tread around 185, 195, 198. Hell, I ballooned up to 220. So I sat my butt in the sauna, and I'm going my way there, too. I don't feel good when I'm overweight with junk. A lot of this crap in me, so I like to sweat it out. Well, finally, I pry her loose, and we sit out on the porch. Here come my cousins smoking weed. And I'm saying, oh, shit, this girl. Everybody showed up today that, no, we play spades at grandma's house. So everybody showing up. And I'm saying, these niggas is going to ruin me. Some of the, you know, friends of the family and everything, they like her, flirting and everything, looking. They just, ooh, boy, they just, white girl, child, look, look at this, right? So I said, hey, um, we're going to go to the store real quick. If you, you know, come on, we'll be right back. And I'm like, all right, yo, hurry up back now. So we go upstairs first. I locked the door. I had to damn near beat them out. Get out, 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 out. And the grandma's like, leave him alone. Y'all stop. She normally don't let me take nobody in my room. And I'm like, grandma, we're just going to go up there for a few minutes, right? So we get up there. I open the door, and there's like three people standing outside the door. Okay? My aunt and my two cousins and my uncle. 
And then one of my other uncles come out. Uncle Tom, he's like, come on, get out, get out, go downstairs. You ain't never come here anywhere. Because upstairs is Uncle Scotty's room, my room, and Christopher's room. So we were the only ones supposed to be upstairs. People don't really normally come up here. And Tick, at the time, Tick was there too. At the time, we'd come in because Tick was sleeping on it. Because we got four rooms on the fourth floor, on the third floor in my grandmother's house. Okay. Anyway, so, sorry, let me get down to it. So, finally, the house calms down. Okay, there's a white girl in the building. All the kids want to see her and everything else. So, anyway, she's just, like, loving the intention and the energy. Like, oh, no, let me, let's go. I'm like, chill, let's just have a sip. Oh, no, we're going to, you know. I said, look, my grandmother drinks beer, okay? They're probably down, cracking open a beer, drinking, and everybody getting high now because your ass is here. They, this is a good thing. So, we have a drink. And we're drinking. We're talking and we're laughing. And I'm like, you want to go to the store? She's like, okay, cool. So we get in the car. We go to the store. Get a few items. Uncle Scotty wants me to bring him a beer. Uncle Tom wants this and that. So we go. We go get all these things. And, you know, it's kind of turning into the evening time. So she was like, well, I got to get back. I got to go do what I got to do. And I was like, um, what are you doing tonight? She was like, um, just call me. Um, I live near King's Plaza, about 15, 20 minutes from where I live. And I was like, can I come see you later? Please, 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 please. She's like, just call me. So I go back to the house. I'm sitting on the porch. And they're all looking at me. They're like, ooh. No, I'm like, guys, please stop. You freaking blew it. Okay? You guys were so damn thirsty. She left. That wasn't the truth. That's what I felt. It ruined my time. But no... She wanted that. She wanted to be around black people. So a couple days go by. I get in contact with her again. She comes over at this time in the morning. There's nobody at the house. Grandma, Uncle Tom, Uncle RJ. I think Sheena may be back and going to the store and everything. But ain't nobody else did. Next thing I know, child, there's about 30, 40 people at the house. Mr. Benny done came down. I'm being honest with you. I love Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny sit his old veteran Masonic ass down there. They just talk for hours on the porch. So is the elderly class. And um, you would think we rich. So she comes over, Mr. Benny, he looking, he says, come here, boy. What you doing with that white girl? He said, well, you better be careful now. He said, but she fine as hell. Take on up to the room. Y'all sit down and talk. Now, Uncle Benny's in his 60s, 70s. And I said, Uncle Benny, come on now. You know, uh, Uncle Tom sitting there. Benny, mind your business. And they get into a whole full-blown. You just always, you shut the hell up, Tom. Ain't nobody talking to you. Oh, what the, you hear kids, you know, why you in their business? You know, you know. Why you, you know, why you, well, mind your, you know, he goes going back and forth, and I'm sitting there like, oh, God. Go to the store and get me something to drink. Tom, just shut your ass, go over there and get me something to drink. They, they going back and forth, I'm sitting there like this. Well, here we go. So, we go upstairs, and I'm like, I'm apologizing. I'm like, I'm so, 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 I left upstairs, by the way. I'm so sorry. I, so we go down to my cousin's place in the basement. We're down there. Her entire room is black. Honey Machina. 
and she's smoking Rifa with her friends. And to escape, no one goes down to her room. It's the dungeon. So we're down there. I leave her for about 10 minutes. So I went upstairs, change. I wanted to move around without people stopping me all the time. You know, hey, let me see, hey, how you doing? Do you want something to eat? You know, stop. So I come back, Sheena's doing her hair. They're doing her nails. And I'm sitting there looking like, what the heck is this? She's all high. And she's like, you know, doing all this, you know, I don't know, expression. And, oh, my God, I love your family. I love Zanea. I love Grandma, Uncle Scotty. I love all these people. And I'm saying, really? I thought that they had ruined things. I thought that they had embarrassed me. And that's what she wanted. She wanted to be around people of color. Her whole life, she's never had an experience that way. All the little boys she dated was white, white, and more white. Something wrong with that. But she didn't even know how to get come about to bring the feeling she wanted. So she just would just settle until I guess the feeling got better. Many of you are living that way as well. You're so afraid of what people are going to say. You're so afraid of what people are going to think. You're so afraid that people are going to judge you. That you miss out on life and you miss out on opportunities that you would normally seize and take control of. I took her home that night and I thought about it. I had misunderstood. But I did learn something from that experience. We're just people. And sometimes your head is not correct. Here it is, you thought this white girl was overwhelmed because she was like, like Miss, like, like, like Miss, uh, what's her name? Not Miss Seely, Miss, um, the white lady from The Color Purple. Miss Nilly? Okay, now, Miss, Miss, Mr. Nilly. Okay, hold down. Don't, and too many white, black people was trying to come around and help her get the car out the mud, but it was too many black people, and she got nervous. See, I was kind of thinking like that to my, you know, oh, man, and this nigga, oh, boy, here come Milton. Ghetto-ass nigga. She might think he gonna rob her and, you know, make it raped and hold down and all that kind of stuff. She was not even thinking like that. She was a new creature on this planet. A new species. Maybe if her grandmother was there, maybe she'd have been uncomfortable with a lot of black people. Maybe, you know, oh my God, I hope, you know, I hope nothing racial happened and stuff like that. But not this young generation. It didn't even cross her mind. She was just happy to be around grandma. The dog, Uncle RJ, Uncle Tom, Mr. Benny. This was my family. 
the people I grew up with, the people who put me through school, the people who were veterans, the people who served this country, they were just different than her. And because of my family experience with them, oh, they get all this one farts every now and then, the kids throw things, the dogs pee here, that she would be embarrassed and turned off of me. And that's what she loved or liked about me. So you see, guys, you got to be careful. Because what you think is not always the case. That's why sometimes you do have to step back. Step out of your situation for a moment. Step out of your comfort zone. I enjoyed every moment of that. kept in contact for quite a while and I remember it was on New Year's Day she had took a cab there was tons of cars I swear to God out in front of the house and it was at least no kidding in the house at least 50 people going in and out everything else like that she came around hey what's up girl nobody she was not the star of the track she was, it was just New Year's all kinds of stuff was going on people was bringing people to the house everything was going on so we go upstairs and um we know each other now, so obviously I'm holding her hand, walking her. She likes the snake that's in the hallway. My cousin Chris had a big old python in there. And um, the kids love her, know her, want to do her hair. And I'm like, today, no, no, not right now. Later, she'll be out later. She'll play with you. She's part of the family now, basically. upstairs and I had people come in to visit in fact we were supposed to get dressed and go to this New Year's party okay so I feel like I just never had a lot of time alone with her so something got into my crazy brain and I said I'm gonna put on a song for her and I'm gonna dance for her and I did Right? And I'm doing all of this sexual dance, and I'm like grinding. And at this time, I got abs, and you know, I got that big old chocolate snake in there, girl. You know what I mean? I'm just like doing it, like mm, shaking it, and I'm dancing to some nice sexual music and whatnot. You know, giving her the, you know, um, what was I dancing to? Let me see if I can get it for you. Um, 
it's just really what I think I was dancing to, if I'm not mistaken. Said the move. I'm sitting here, young nigga. You know, nobody, no damn slavery. We're kids, okay? This little Irish girl is sitting up here with these green eyes, perky titties, hips, okay? I have the most serious face on. I'm turning and letting her see the little butt. You know what I'm saying? You see that butt, girl? That, that, that's that, that, that's uh, cornbread right there, honey. I, I'm, I'm, I, but I got this serious face on, and I'm thinking, gosh, at some point, I'm going to get her steamy, and then I'm going to take her to the Amazon. Tell me why grandma comes in the room, never comes upstairs. She washes some stuff, drops off my clothes. I cut the music off. I'm like in my underwear boxes. The girl is sitting there. She's crying, laughing. And I got this serious, embarrassed face on my look like grandma. Hey, boy, put some clothes on. Nobody want to see you twisting up your funky behind anyway. That you know, did you, you know? You see this room, girl? He is dirty. He da- and she just put ice on the tiny little fire I had. Dude, I was so embarrassed, and I was so pissed. We go downstairs. And I'm drinking like a motherfucker. I got drunk that night. And I fell out on the floor. And Uncle Scotty took me to my room. But that was the end of the night. So I was supposed to take her home. Somehow, they convinced her, she and everybody. We had like 20 bottles. It was BYOB. It was a house party. We were going to a brownstone in Brooklyn. So they convinced her to go. She gets in the car, and she, we, she, she's sitting on my lap. And I'm sitting there thinking, my grandmother freaking ruined us. What I didn't realize was my grandmother was bringing her closer to the family and making it easy for me to get what I want. She felt happy with grandma. She saw grandma as her grandmother. She saw me as just silly old Will. She felt comfortable down now. My grandmother saw her in this atmosphere. She's part of the family. She's with the family. Anything happened to her, my cousins are there. Everybody's there. There was like 30 deep. Only white girl. You know they had her hair in braids, right? Fine ass. And every black nigga in that party when we got to the brownstone was trying to get my little white vanilla. 
we had quite a bit to drink. And she needed to get home within an hour or so. So we're drinking. And we go to this part of the house where it's not a lot of people at. And I'm like, dude, I'm moving out. I'm getting my own apartment. And I remember she got so close to me. I could smell the alcohol on her breath. I just wanted to lick her tongue with my tongue. And she said, you know, your problem is you don't see what your family is doing for you. She said, they told me so many great things about you. They love you. They got your back. I don't even have a family like that. And I'm a white girl. I don't have an uncle to come to every night. Like Uncle Scotty, Uncle RJ, and Uncle Tom, retired veterans that are in the house. Grandmother retired from J.P. Morgan. She's there all the time. Zanea on the stoop. Habib and his mom going in and out. Mr. Benny, she woke me up. I started crying because she was right. See, we're so busy sometimes, we don't realize what we have. I started crying, and she started crying. Somebody opened the door, and they closed it back. And somehow we kind of, I don't know, got down on the floor. I was crying. I don't know what the hell I was crying for. I think it was the alcohol. And we started kissing. And we could taste each other's tears. I actually write a little bit about this in the book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. The part when we kissed for hours. I never kissed somebody so much. It felt like we were having sex. I did not need, I did not want to move. The way I was laying, and it was a nice brownstone, the fluffiest carpet I've ever seen. It was nobody in the room. The room was huge. Everybody was out there partying and getting it down for New Year's. And it was child. It was, it was so many women's in the building, so much alcohol in the buildings and everything else. We're sitting there. We're just making out. Just kissing, we're just making out, we're just kissing. I'm talking about two, I mean, an hour maybe. <sighs> After a while, we went downstairs. I called the taxi. This is the time we had taxis. I think it was like 718-555-5555. Anyway, they come. I put in a cab. And she's like, I'm going to see you maybe tomorrow or the next day. She goes home. I walk back. Sheena's like, where's um, old girl? And I told her, she done got drunk. What'd you do with her? And I told her, no, she went home. She, she's fine. So I go back inside. And I was thinking about what she told me. I poured two drinks and I threw them in the sky. And it came down everybody else, and it was like a mosh pit. I was like, yo. Well, we party back, Jack, that night. I got home, and I collapsed. The rest was history. Uncle Scotty took me and put me in my room. Woke up the next day, didn't know what the hell was going on. Guys, 
we have to learn to appreciate what we have. We have to learn to appreciate. And take a moment, step back. Because sometimes you think you know and you don't know. Come to find out she had a more interesting life than I ever imagined. She's been abused. Had relatives that used drugs. And in some cases, a worse story than mine. And I would have never known it because I thought she was just a pretty rich girl with privileged parents and a privileged story. Boy, did I learn a lot. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. You know we love you. And we are systematically destroying racism. Don't you love that? I do.